0: crowd tonight. Beautiful weather, right? This is awesome. Uh, this is why I live in Indiana, for times like this, right? So I moved from Minnesota, Wisconsin here, not for times when it's 95 and humid, but for times like this. This is perfect. The we'll Lord's giving us a beautiful day, sunshine, nice and warm. As Pastor says, Indian summer, right? That's what he says. We've heard a couple times in the last... That's <laughs> <What I say. laughs> apparently what people say, but uh, good to have you here with us. A couple announcements tonight before we get started. If you're joining us for the first time, here in person, please stop by our welcome desk on the way out. We have a gift we'd like to give to you, and uh, get a record of your visit. If you're joining us for the first time online, please go to sptindi.org connect, and uh, we'd love to get a record of your visit there. It's always an encouragement to find out where people are watching from, and so if you would do that for us, that would be great. Uh, the Hazelwood send-off. Uh, Dennis and Diane are leaving. Uh, we're excited to, excited to see them get to their ministry, not excited to see them go. We will miss them greatly here, um, but we're excited to see them get to their ministry down near Fort Larnwood. and So uh, after the evening service, it'll be in the fellowship hall to pitch in. So uh, I think it's salts and, salty and sweet is what the pastor said. So uh, hopefully we're looking forward to that. So come on, stop on by, say goodbye to them, and wish them well as they begin their ministry. Um, as we're praying for them as they go. But that's tonight following the evening service. Our trunk retreat is this Wednesday. So if you have not shared your trunk theme or submitted to JD or Joey uh, by tonight, tonight's your last chance. So make sure you do that. Um, plan for about 45 kids. They'll come. Uh, to your trunk, and there's some prizes and stuff for that, but that's this Wednesday. Our Thanksgiving dinner with the teens and the Golden Prayer Warriors is Sunday, November 6th, following the second service uh, in the Fellowship Hall. Pastor Andrew told me to tell you, Golden Prayer Warriors is anyone above pastor's age, all right, pastor's age and older, so so if you are interested in that, you can uh, see there's a sign sheet out in the lobby. Uh, but that's always a great time for the um, 47. Yeah, for, <laughs> 47 roller apparently uh, to uh have a great time with their teenagers and get to know each other there um, so that's coming into sunday November six our christmas and wanamaker is back after a couple of years off with covid and so we're looking forward to that so you can see pastor andrew if you're interested in helping with that uh, it's always a great time for our church to get into our community Uh, we want to see people come into the church and and receive Jesus Christ, but we have to get out in the community to to meet them. So it's a great opportunity, and uh, I want to make we do a a float for the parade, and then also just pass out uh, hot chocolate and popcorn and things like that. I'm excited. I've never actually been able to participate, so I'm looking forward to doing that as well. Um, So that's Saturday, December 3rd, um, just so you're aware of that. Our missionaries of the week are Larry and Julie Nelson. Um, As the pastor said this morning, they have had 30 years in ministry as missionary, uh, but 50 years of marriage, which is awesome. But they are praying. They lost a bunch of. Well, let me phrase that. They had a bunch of their checks stolen out of their mail pouch, and so they're just praying that the Lord would use this, in our eyes, unfortunate event, to either get that person saved or that the churches would continue to bind bound together in, in unity here. So we're praying for that, and as they are uh, hoping that they can not affect too many people with that. So we'll turn over now to Dennis, as he's going to come up and play us in.
1: Okay, first thing that we uh, will do is uh Here am I Lord. I uh, I remember uh, wow when I first got saved in Schweinfurt, Germany, um missionary dealing with me, talking with me, discipling me and that and I asked him about a call. I asked him about how would I know and uh, <coughs> he shared with me Isaiah. Chapter 6. And uh, here am I, Lord. Send me. And I said, okay. And uh, so he prayed with me in that. And uh, time went by and I said, so when am I going to (laughs) know? Nothing happened. Um, But now here we are. uh, Get out of the military. Had no idea that the Lord was going to provide me with the perfect military life. And, uh, and this song just keeps, when I first heard this song, I mean, it just spoke to my heart, spoke volumes to me. And, uh, and then I used to sing this with the pals, pioneers, and um uh, And in particular is the, uh, fill my heart with Jesus' love, there in the third verse, use me, Lord, I pray, because I still was unsure about the call. But the Lord's always been dealing with Diana and I, our hearts about full-time Christian service. And uh, so, use me, Lord, I pray. And that's, you know, we take these songs, we hear these songs, and I would encourage you to go home and make these a prayer, a matter of prayer, each and every one of us, because God is doing the work, whether I didn't know anything was happening, but yet it's happening. And now here we are today. God be the glory. Here am I, Wilson. <laughs>
2: Dennis, we're looking forward to this evening. Brother Dennis and Miss Diana are getting ready to take off to the mission field, and uh, this is their last official service with us before they head down to Fort Leonard Wood to minister to the uh, soldiers down there. So uh, tonight, we'll be, uh, you'll see a lot of him. He's leading singing. He's chosen some special music and things like that, so we're excited about that. Right now, we're going to do birthdays and anniversaries. Anybody have a birthday this last week? Any birthdays this last week that we need to uh, celebrate? Who are you pointing to, Miss Brooke? Enoch. There you are. Enoch. When was your birthday? Do you remember? Tuesday. Tuesday. And how old are you? Four years old. I was four once. I know. I know. It's hard to imagine. Happy birthday. We'll sing happy birthday to you in just a minute. Anybody else have a birthday? Or an- Who else? Drake. Where's Drake at? Drake. When was your birthday, Drake? Today, happy birthday to you. Are you four? <laughs> and how long have you known the Lord is your Savior? 13 years. 13 years. Praise the Lord. How old are you? 23. 23. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anyone else have a birthday? How about anniversaries this last week? We mentioned to you the David's not sure they'll be here next week, but uh, they're celebrating 68, 58 years tomorrow. Uh, so, anybody else have an anniversary this last week? Let's sing happy birthday. Oh, you guys had an anniversary? When was your anniversary? Friday. Friday. How many years? 33. 33? Is this the secret? Don't, don't come to church together. So, <laughs> well, he's not here, so what's the secret of 33 years of marital bliss? I just seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Amen. 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 Let's sing happy birthday slash anniversary to these folks. Happy birthday
3: to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy
2: birthday to you. The men's group's going to start coming on up. So uh, years ago, many, many years ago, Brother Dennis was part of the fourth four-man men's youth group, that we're men's singing group we came up with. And uh, way back when, Mia was the piano player. Well, Miss Christie's been practicing with this group uh, to get them ready for tonight. We've kind of changed it around. But Dennis took off to Iraq, and we filled in, and switched people in, added, and now we're up to eight. But uh, just so happened as Miss Christie's not going to be coming back because of her brother's death, uh, that Mia's in town this week. And so we're over there practicing, warming up, and Mia said, do you realize that I was a, and this is true, she was, I think she was 13 when we started the group. She said, I was a little kid when we started. Uh, this and So here she is. It's just exciting. So they're going to sing here. No, not here am I. What do you guys to sing? Almighty Unchangeable Almighty God. God.
4: Therefore Daniel went in unto Arioch, whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus unto him, Destroy not the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show unto the king the interpretation. Then Arioch brought in Daniel before the king in haste, and said thus unto him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah that will make known unto the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar. Art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen, and the interpretation thereof? Daniel answered in the presence of the king, and said, The secret which the king hath demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers, show unto the king. But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets, and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream, and the visions of thy head upon thy bed, are these." As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon thy bed, what should come to pass hereafter. And he that revealeth secrets make known to thee what shall come to pass. But as for me, this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I have more often than any living, but for their sakes, that shall make known the interpretation to the king, that thou mightest know the thoughts of thy heart. Thou, O king, sawest and behold a great image, This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image's head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and brake them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver and the gold, broke into pieces together, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away that no place was found for them, and the stone that smote the image became a great mountain, and filled the whole earth. May the Lord sanctify us through his word. You may be seated.
1: Lord, send me anywhere. Um, Wow. This one uh, really spoke to my heart. Uh, God got a hold of my heart, and Lord send me anywhere. I don't know if you all remember or not, but I remember very well. Uh, God answered that prayer, and I went on a government-paid missions trip to Iraq. And, uh, but praise the Lord, the church is so faithful. And uh, I can't even begin. names. <laughs> And I won't. I praise the Lord for each and every one of you. And things just keep coming back to mind. But we're excited because it's in Iraq where you all were praying for us. And the soldiers, you adopted my unit. And it's there in Iraq that God bailed that about going to missions and reaching these soldiers. And God forbid they die, willing to lay their life down for the nation and wake up in hell. And Diane and I, we got to go tell them that. And so I, that's a matter of prayer. Lord, send me anywhere. And again, I encourage us to take this home and make it a matter of prayer. Because God will answer that prayer. And whether it's here or, or Judea or the most parts of the world, God will answer that prayer. Lord, send me anywhere. we do in life. And uh, the Lord just, again, spoke to my heart. Uh, This is just something I wanted, again, to share with the congregation as we're heading that way. And it matters. It matters what we do with time that God has given to us. And uh, and we need to redeem the time. See yeah. ministry, and uh, we started a year ago, September, uh, you all have been praying for us, got ordained in August, 14th, how about that, but it seems like a long time, but we came across a song in uh, a mission conference that I wanted to share with the congregation, so it's called uh, Tell it Again, it's a lady, Mary uh, Slade, um, who wrote the song? She also wrote uh, "Footprints of Jesus," and uh, her hymn "Tell It Again" is based on a true story. Uh, years earlier, a missionary visited a dying boy in a tent in a uh, in, in a gypsy gypsy encampment in uh, England, and the missionary bent over this. Uh, boy and recited John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so when the missionary finished, the dying boy faintly whispered, nobody ever told me. And the story, this is the story that inspired Mary Slade to write the hymn. Tell it again in 1876. And uh, it says here she must have been in thought of Paul's words in Romans 10, 14. How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? Tell it again. Pastor Andrew to sing a song with me it's again the Lord working through entire life and you know we all have the testimony and uh, I don't know anybody remember Bob Stanfield okay well he uh, was (laughs) a wow I can't even tell everything but he played the piano and that's how I met him over at Suburban when we were members over there years ago, um, and it just melted my heart. That's the first time I ever saw a man on a piano and then an organ, and it just, you know, I was raised Catholic, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not, but nonetheless, um, my brother, Major, you know, we, we wanted to start singing as uh, Unto the Lord, and because and we always sang, and uh, this was a song that, uh, Brother Bob Stanfield um, used to, with Major and I, as we sang, Fill My Cup, Lord. And this song is just ministered to me. God's guidance and care is what it says, through the years, and helped me. You know, again, we don't just sing the songs. We just don't sing the words. We want to make it personal. We're meeting with the Lord. And so, truly, prayer asked the Lord to fill my cup and he's done that and beyond that
3: Trump!
2: Thank so much, Brother Dennis. Pastor Andrew, that was great. Take your Bible and send to Colossians, the fourth chapter. We ended uh, last week with this, and it actually works out beautifully uh, for us to be right here. The Lord's timing is always perfect, so we're going to finish up Colossians chapter 4. As uh, we have the privilege as a church to send out Dennis and Diana into the mission field, and uh, so 18 years, is that what you said, Brother Dennis? You've been here 18 years. And uh, so that's always a wonderful thing. It's a, a, a thrill. I can remember talking to you over there in the other hallways. You're trying to make some decisions. Back then, we didn't have this building. And, uh, you know, praying about what God would have you to do. And it seemed like at the time that, you know, uh, your life was kind of being put through a vice in other areas, you know, as, as uh, things were happening in your life and you just had some decisions to make. And But you uh, lived right back here in Muirfield. We're like, you know... We were looking for a church, and there's a church literally in our backyard, and we were like, why isn't why aren't we looking at this church? And so uh, they began to think about it, pray about it, visit a few times, and God let them hear, and what a joy it's been uh, to watch the Lord work. And I was thinking, you said that uh, when Sergeant Wilson uh, led you to Christ, and you were asking about the call, I was like, well, it took 40-some years for God to finally get that call clear to you, but... Uh, I love that, that, you know, even back then, like, Lord, I want to serve, and finally the Lord has been given that clear direction here as you've uh, now spent your, gone into retirement, and what an exciting time. So I'm going to mention this now before I forget. Uh, Miss Diana uh, is here, uh, but she has shingles. She is not contagious unless you come up and waller all over her, so don't hug her, for two reasons. One, you don't want to catch anything, but more importantly, it hurts. She's on medication. The medication, honestly, has taken the contagion away from her. You could possibly, I suppose, if you, you know, want to touch her sores, get chicken pox. But you can't get shingles. Shingles don't You don't pass on shingles that way, but you can't get chicken pox. Uh, if you've never had chicken pox, you might want to stay away. But uh, other, otherwise, uh, just don't hug on her tonight, if you would. And that's going to be hard, because we're saying our goodbyes, and we're saying, now say goodbye and don't touch. But uh, anyway, uh, that's where it's at. So we're in, uh, in Colossians chapter 4. And uh, as, we, as Paul comes to the end of this book, he's going to start listing people that have been a blessing in the ministry and how God has used them. And Brother Dennis was standing up here and he started to cry and he's like, I, I can't begin to mention people. And it's absolutely true. I mean, I've been here 31 years. If I started mentioning people, two things would happen. One is I'd leave somebody out and offend somebody. And secondly, we would be here until this time next week as you just kind of go through and talk about how God has... Done things. Well, uh, what, but what Paul does here is he says, not only are, have these people been instrumental in the ministry God has given me, but he then relates it back to the church and how the, these people also impact you. And uh, that's kind of what we want to focus on is how you and I interact with one another uh, within the ministry and how God then puts us strategically in the place that he has so that he can accomplish things within his body. Uh, And one of those things that's been accomplished over the years is that God's prepared Dennis and Diana to go and to share the gospel with those soldiers uh, who are in need of hearing the gospel there in Fort Leonard Wood. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll jump into this. Father, thank you so much for Dennis and Diana, for their faithfulness to you, their love for you, their passion for souls, their desire to be used. And God, I pray that you would just... uh, Uh, Use their testimony to inspire all of us to live for you in greater fashion. May we truly uh, lift up our cups and allow you to fill it. May we truly present our lives to you tonight, a living sacrifice, and allow you to send us wherever it is that you would have us to go. Uh, We ask that you would make of us missionaries, each one. Uh, We ask that as we look at this last section of Colossians chapter 4, that we would be stirred by the ministry that goes on around us. And Father, we'll thank and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're starting in verse 7. Uh, last week, verse 6, we looked at that concept of that we should let everything be seasoned with salt, right, as we're speaking, that we wouldn't, uh, that we wouldn't be abrasive. But now in verse 7, he begins to talk about the people who have entered into ministry to him, especially as it relates to the church at Colossae. And he says, All my state shall take By the way, you can just thank your. Parents tonight, would you do that? Just thank your parents. Tickicus. I don't know. There it is. But anyway, uh, all this, all my state shall tickicus declare unto you, who is a beloved brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord. So he brings up tickicus, and he's going to have this job. He's going to share, relate back to you how Paul is doing. He's going to he's going to let you know what's going on in Paul's life, because he is a faithful minister. He's a beloved brother. He's a fellow servant in the Lord. And right now, as you stop and think, there should be, I hope, people coming up in, my, in your mind right here at our church. That you would say, you know what? That, I, we would be more polite and maybe not call them Tychicus, but that's my Tychicus, right? They, they're that faithful, beloved brother, that fellow servant of the Lord who comes alongside. They kind of keep me informed on the things that are going on, and that's what Tychicus is going to do. He's, he's ministering to the church this way. He's helping the Apostle Paul this way in verse 8 whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, listen to what it says, that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts. So, uh, I, I mean, immediately, as you say those words right there, someone who's going who's gonna to actually care about what's going on in your life and comfort your hearts, there's immediately some people in our congregation that come to mind. I, again, we're not I'm, not. I'm not like the Apostle Paul. I'm not going to name names here because it might turn into uh, taking too long. But, you know, there are people that, God has given to our church. And this is their ministry. They're not, you know, when it, when it says here, uh, you know, that, uh, that they might know your estate, it's not that they're being nosy. It is that they're being caring. How are you doing? What's going on? How can we pray for you? That kind of thing. There's, there's those kinds of people in our congregation right now. Some of them are sitting right here amongst us. And, and uh, God's using them. They may not even know who they are. But God's using them because this has been the ministry that God has placed on them to the church here's Tychicus and his job is to relate back what what's going on with Paul and then to comfort the hearts of the people at the church in Colossae. We thank the Lord for that. And Brother Dennis and Miss Diana, we want to be that Tychicus for you as you go out there. We want to make sure that you hear of our estate and what's going on and and how God is working here and we want it to be a comfort, and we want you to send back that information to us and, and, and you know, get that fr- uh, back to us so that we can rejoice with you. Then verse 9, with Onesimus. Somebody tell me, who, who is no- Onesimus? Do you remember? He's the slave in the book of Philemon who had escaped, and then Paul runs into Onesimus, you know, that divine appointment that uh, Dave Young was telling us about. And and, uh, and Onesimus gets saved, and Paul then you know sends him back to Philemon to get. And so here is Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother. Look at this, who is one of you? I love this concept, uh, that the idea that the ministers that God sends into our lives aren't always like the people out there, so to speak. Right? It's not the evangelists and the missionaries necessarily. It's those among us who is one of you uh, that. That just comes alongside. Uh, They shall make known unto you all things which are done here. Uh, The Apostle Paul says, listen, we we want to keep, you know, Paul is that missionary. And he's, I want to keep you informed of what's going on. And he sends, he's working through Tychicus and Onesimus as their comforting hearts and and letting everybody know these things. Then verse 10, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner saluteth you, and Marcus, sister's son to Barnabas. Touching whom you receive commandments, if he come unto you, receive him. So got, you know, the Apostle Paul's here. I've got these other guys. Aristarchus. saluted to you. Mark uh, I left that. Mark. Mark, sister son of Barnabas. And uh, so this is what we're looking at here. He says, I want you to, I want you to make sure that you receive these people, that you that you're kind and gracious to them when they come unto you, because they're doing a job. There's a ministry here to be done. This is the congregation. By the way, when God's people do this, this is great. When God's people recognize that I'm not in ministry and you sitting there, that's not the way this works. We are in ministry together. Do you see how this is? We are a body. And I'm a part, guess what? I'm a part of the same body as you. We are a body. And so we come together and we comfort hearts and we encourage and we lift each other up. And that's what the Apostle Paul is getting this too. Uh, so, and then he says, And Jesus, which is called justice, who are of the circumcision, these only are my fellow workers in the kingdom of God, which have been a comfort to me. So this comfort's going both ways. Some are comforting you and some are comforting me, Paul says. And as this is working both ways. And they're all working together. I love the concept of working together. Isn't that great? If Dennis goes out there, he's not representing us, he's representing Jesus, right? But the job that is being done is a job that we are all working together in accomplishing. As we come together, there's a reason. and You do realize that the reason that we get together as a church is not so your pastor has something to do, right? You understand that? Nor to measure your pastor's success, right? Oh, look, we've got a decent crowd tonight pastor must be doing something right. No, that's not what we come together for, right? We come together to accomplish the things that the Apostle Paul is laying out here, to minister to the hearts of each other. That's why we gather ourselves together. That's why, by the way, coming to church is so important, because you can't do this online only. You understand? That's why it's so important to actually physically come together where iron sharpens iron. He goes on, verse 12, says, Epaphras, who is one of you. There's another one. A servant of Christ saluteth you. And don't miss this. He's a servant of Christ, and guess what he's doing? He is not this kind of saluting, but he is greeting the church. The idea is a Epaphras understands that this isn't like Epaphras is here, and you are here. Your pastor is here, and you... No, no, that's not the way this works. The ground is level at the foot of the cross and here we are coming together and we greet one another and we encourage and salute one another uh, always laboring fervently for you in prayers that ye may stand perfect and complete in the will of God. Remember when we started this up there in verse 2 continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Now here we are with, with Epaphras who is doing this job always fervently in praying for you, that you might stand perfect and complete to grow up, to mature. This is why we come together, that we might grow up in the things of Christ, that we might become what God would have us to be. In verse 13, for I bear him record that he hath great zeal. Stop for a moment. Let me ask you this question. Who would describe us this way? Who in our lives would we say, they pray for me fervently and they have great zeal for me. That I would grow up in the things of Christ. Because folks, what we need is some epaphrases. Would you agree? There's a ministry to be had here. And the ministry is not like you stand up and preach. You don't have to. You don't, The ministry is, I'm going to take upon myself the ministry of fervent prayer and great zeal that God would raise up the people in this congregation. Wow, could could Southeast Baptists benefit from an Epaphras? For, we have some, don't misunderstand, but what if we had four more? Wouldn't it be incredible? Uh, so this is what they're doing. Fervently in prayer, that you may be able to stand complete, perfect in the will of God. For I bear him record that he hath great zeal for you, and then them that are in Laodicea, and them in Hierapolis. So... You know, Epaphras is not just focused on this one church, but he's reaching out to the missionaries. He's reaching out. As Brother Dennis and Miss Diana go out, our prayers go with them, and, and we reach out through them. Now look at verse 14. Luke, the beloved physician. By the way, God has blessed us with some beloved physicians in our church and uh, true physicians, right? Uh, and Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Now what do you know about Demas? Later on Demas isn't there to greet Demas hath forsaken me, the apostle Paul says loving this present world it's a guard that we must put up for ourselves you know how you do that? you throw yourself into the body where God has led you and you become a, a working part of that body that's how you guard yourself from this. You become that working part. Of it. Here, uh, so Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Then so he says, because of all this, because God has put together all these workers for the church of Colossae, Paul says this, salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nymph- n- uh, Nymphus and the church uh, which is in his house. And when this epistle is read among you, cause that it also be read to the church of the Laodiceans. I mean, we're supposed to involve ourselves in the work of, of Christ beyond our local body. Do you see this? That's what we're to do. As we involve ourselves, our, our burden goes beyond. We don't become so focused that it's right here and stays inside these walls. But we reach out, and, and that's what the Apostle Paul has encouraged them to do, and say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received of the Lord that thou fulfill it. And then he says at the end, the salutation at the hand of Paul. Remember my bonds. Grace be unto you. Amen. Grace be unto you. Amen. Written from Rome to the Colossians by Tychicus and Onesimus. Salutation given by Paul as they're presenting all of this. This, folks, this is the heart of the church. He comes to this conclusion. Are we... Working together, he says, don't forget to be working with one another. And he starts pointing out, this person, this person, this person, this person. This is what a body of believers looks like. People who are among them, working for them, praying for them, fervently engaging themselves so that we might grow up to become perfect and complete in the will of God. So whoever that is in your life, And if they're sitting in this congregation tonight, especially, but any time that they're here, you need to go up to them and say, hey, you know what? I want to salute the brethren. I want to greet you. I want to thank you for what God's doing to use you. Maybe you need to become one of those people. Maybe you need to become that Epaphras. You need to become Aristarchus. You need to become that beloved Luke. You need to become the one who is taking on that ministry. Onesimus. Because this body will only go as far as this body is willing to follow our Savior. Do you understand? It's not, the the limit of this body or the, the, uh, the great blessing of this body doesn't rest on your pastoral staff. That's not how this works. It rests right here as God is working in the hearts of the body. And then as God works from time to time, he says, I'm going to take a couple out and I'm going to send them someplace else. And our ministry expands because God is doing that work. What a great privilege we have of watching God work. Heads bowed, eyes closed, please, for a moment. Maybe you're here tonight and you'd say, you know, Pastor John, I, I I'm. it's time for me to involve myself in the body a little bit. I, I need to become that Epaphras. I need to become that... Uh, Onesimus, I, I, I need to become that one who is involved in what God is doing. I need to begin to pray fervently to actively involve myself in the spiritual growth of those who are with me in this body. And Pastor, God burdened my heart that I would just that I would step into the body more and, and involve myself in what God's doing in this place. Pastor, God spoke in my heart. Would you Pray for me. Would you slip your hand up? Let me see that so I can pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Three, four, thank you. Five. Maybe there's, maybe there's someone here as a pastor. I have to be honest. I'm I, I'm being guided more like Paul or more like Dennis and Diana. The, yes, I love this body, but the reality is my burden and my heart is going beyond this body. And I I need to consider how God might use me beyond this place to go out and carry the gospel, to go out and be that encouragement. And I feel like, Pastor, God may be stirring my heart to do something beyond this. And, Pastor, I'm not making a commitment. I just want you to pray with me about this. I feel like God's stirring my heart towards something. Pastor, would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up? Let me see that so I can pray for you. Anyone like that? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, several hands have gone up on both of these things. God, within the body, mold us, shape us together so that we might truly uh, grow up to that complete and mature and perfect Christian that you're calling us to. And God, I pray for those who are being burdened for the work beyond this body. That you would, just like you have for Dennis and Diana, open up those doors, show them that direction, give them that clarity, and give them opportunity to be used beyond this body. God, I thank you for this church, for the way that you've just blessed over the years, and ask your continued blessing to be upon her. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. We're going to sing, Out in the highways and byways of life, make me a blessing. The altar's open to you. You step out, let the Lord have his way, would you?
3: Out in the highways and byways of life, many are weary and sad. Carry the sunshine where darkness is rife, making the sorrowing glad. Amen. Make me a blessing out of my life. May Jesus shine. Make me a blessing, O Savior, I pray. Make me a blessing to someone today
2: let you guys get those high notes. I can't get away. i uh, be praying about four things for us as we uh, depart. We'll pray in just a moment, and we'll go over and join Dennis and Diana for some fellowship and some goodbyes and tell stories, laugh, cry, do whatever you want. Just uh, don't uh, hug Miss Diana's neck. That's where they are. You'll see a, she's wearing a patch there to just try to remind you. It uh, looks painful. So, But we have four missionaries, uh, that we have had in and we need to begin to consider. And the way we consider missionaries is when you come up to us and say, hey, great job, we need to consider, we need to consider, then that's what we do. So here we are. Uh, so Philip Ninan, uh missionary to India. Uh, the Coopers, mission they're out of our church. The so Coopers, missionaries to Hungary. Uh, Taylor's uh, missionaries, this is uh, Hallie and Joe Taylor, missionaries to Chile, that's it, can't read my own handwriting, Uh, and the countermans are working Latin America. Now this is the interesting part, because we've been, one of the the things we said about a year ago is that our gap in missions is South America. That's been our gap. Uh, So the Lord has begun to open up some of those doors, meaning meaning that we don't have uh, many missionaries there that we have on for support, and so uh, just begin to pray about it. Uh, give some direction. We'll be voting on them in a couple of weeks and let you uh, have an opportunity to speak up. Anything else I'm supposed to be announcing? Dennis and Diana, if you guys will slip on out and that way people know where to find you, uh, we'll give you a chance to go into the fellowship hall and just be there and we'll pray that the Lord bless our fellowship and we'll eat until there's no more food or till, uh, you know, till we just get tired and want to go home, whatever. So, uh, All right, let's pray. Father, we uh, thank you so much for Dennis and Diana, for the love for you and the love for our church, their faithfulness over the years, for your call upon their lives and the opportunity you've given them now to be used of you uh, there in the mission field at uh, Fort Leonard Wood. And God, I pray that you would uh, use them mightily, open up doors. We thank you that they've already made some connections and uh, pray that they would just continue to have those open doors. Pray that you would uh, uh, bless our fellowship, our time together. Dismisses with your blessing, and we'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me tell you this before I let you go. Uh, so, John um, uh, how when did you join the church? Four weeks, four months ago, or two months ago? Yeah. Two months ago. So, uh, his brother is down at Fort Leonard Wood. How weird is that, right? So, that connection's already been there. They've already got a connection to a church to work through. They've already got a connection for a house. They've already got a connection to the base uh, through the chaplain and through the base uh, commander. Um, God has just been swinging the doors wide open. So now we just need to pray and get to watch and see what the Lord does with them, right? You're dismissed. God bless you. Love you all.